Welcome to Yahoo Stories, the podcast that brings your creative writing to life. This week, Angela Young brings us Flying Colours, read to you by Eddie Gathegi. And remember, you can help us fight COVID-19 in Africa by following the link in the description and donating to GeneCo. African starlings are brightly, brilliantly colored. Some of them are glossy black, some are shiny blue and green, some are violet, some are yellow. Some even have splashes of red and orange on their bodies. But on every African starling, there's at least one patch of black. But it wasn't always so. It was a time when starlings were plain black. It was at that time that a terrible thing happened. A day when the starlings thought their eardrums would burst. A day many of them did not survive. On that day, the wind watched the starlings standing in huddles on the ground, with their heads hidden under their wings. The wind whistled and whispered, Tell me what's wrong. Sixteen starlings turned their faces to the wind and said, A terrible shriek is torturing our eardrums. It won't stop. We've never heard anything like it before. We can't hear ourselves think. It's so loud. We can't even fly. At that moment, a shadow fell across the great plain and the wind whipped round to see a tall black cloud spiraling towards them. When the cloud blotted out the sun, night arrived in the middle of the day. The shriek was so loud that the starlings could only stare at the place where the sun had been and wonder if this was the end of the world. But the wind whistled close to the ground and gathered the starlings round and she said in her lowest, gentlest voice, that shriek is the shriek of the locusts. I know because I've heard it before. But you, starlings, and I are the only ones on earth who can hear it. The shriek came closer and closer as the wind whispered, Because we can hear it, we are the only ones who can do what must be done. What must be done, said one of the sixteen in a very small voice. We must fight them, said the wind before they can eat everything in their path, before they destroy our land, before there's nothing left. The 16 starlings shuddered. We'll muster an army, roared the wind as loudly as she could to make sure the starlings heard her above the shriek. We are in this together. The wind gathered the starlings in their thousands, and the sixteen led their fellows in huge flocks, while the terrible shriek of the locusts made them think they might explode. Some flocks plowed into the enormous swarm from its sides. Some flew high on the wind, flattened their wings, and nose-dived into the solid shrieking mass, while the locusts hunched under their shells and sharpened the spikes on their legs. 
But the wind came from all directions and helped the starlings pierce the locust shells with their sharp beaks. The air was a mass of flying black feathers and falling bodies. It was a horrible, frightening fight. And many times the terrified starlings felt too weak to go on. But the wind whistled and whispered that they were fighting for the life of the earth herself. And the starlings were filled with exceptional courage, a courage they had never felt before. They returned again and again to the heart of the sticky black swarm of locusts while the wind blew them onwards. Some starlings were blinded, some were spiked, and others bled so much from their rubbed raw beaks that they fell to the ground. But whenever she could, the wind carried them far from the battlefield to safety. Six of the original 16 starlings were among the wounded. They led their flocks into the shrieking swarm until they were so tired they fell to the ground while the battle raged on above them. But just when the shriek was at its sharpest and the darkness of the swarm was at its deepest, just when the starlings thought they really could not go on, chinks of light began to appear inside the shrieking swarm. The chinks of light warmed the starlings' backs, and when they blinked up into the beautiful yellow light, they gathered what was left of their strength for one final assault. The wind blew and blew, but this time, as the starlings plowed in and nosedived down, the shrieking swarm scattered. At the end of that long and terrible day, silence returned to the great, flat, grassy plain in the heart of the heart of Africa. The sun shed a glorious orange light on the starlings' victory, and the wind carried them home. When the starlings woke the next morning, the wind ruffled their feathers in honor. The wind spoke to them all, all you starlings who fought the locusts yesterday, all who plowed in and nosedived down, all who fought their courage and refused to let the shriek defeat them. The wind took a deep breath. You are the bravest of birds. You defended the earth against her enemy. You have won a great victory. The starlings drank from their little gourds of water, as the wind said. The trees and the thorn bushes, the grasses, and all your fellow creatures have asked me to thank you for fighting for them. They know they wouldn't be here this morning if not for you. Many of your fellow creatures spent the night bringing water from the great Red River to show you how grateful they are. The starlings began to clean their sticky black feathers in their little gourds of water. All that thrives on this earth, the wind said, all your fellow creatures have agreed that the earth's highest honor shall be yours. From today, every starling who fought the shrieking swarm will be awarded brilliant flying colors. There is no higher praise nor deeper thanks. The starlings stopped cleaning their feathers and gasped. Watch the colors come, said the wind. 
first comes the red of the earth, whose life you have saved. The starlings saw streaks and rays of red flow toward them in the gentle wind. Some caught it and rubbed it on their breasts. Next comes orange, said the wind. The orange of the sun as he set at the end of your victorious day. Rays of orange rippled through the massed ranks of the starlings. Some caught it and ruffled it among their feathers. Some rubbed it on their bellies. Next, said the wind, comes yellow. The yellow, the sun that lights and warms our days. The yellow, the shrieking swarm so nearly took away forever. And here too is green. The green of the grasses and the green of the trees who would not be here this morning without you. Yellow and green shimmered on the wind among the starlings. Some caught the yellow and put it on their backs and heads. Some flicked green onto each other's wings and all their bodies began to glow with the colors. As you choose your flying colors, whispered the wind, remember your fellow starlings, the ones who fell yesterday. Leave a black patch somewhere on your bodies for their sakes. The starlings stood still and silent as they remembered their fellows. And now comes the pale blue for the morning sky and the deep blue for the evening sky, the same skies that would have been lost to us forever without you, the wind said. The blues flew towards the starlings. Some made deep blue stripes on their wings. Others were pale blue flecks on their throats. Now comes violet, the wind said, the violet of the very greatest, the violet of heroes. When the violets swirled towards the starlings, they caught lots of it. They swished it on their bellies and swung it onto their wings and swirled stripes of violet around their necks. Finally, said the wind, comes white. The starlings streaked white onto the tips of their wings and stripped it across their breasts. Wear your flying colors with pride, whistled the wind. Tell anyone who asks you that you earned them in a great battle that saved our world. The starlings' colors shone and shimmered in the sunlight, and the wind hummed and thrummed around them, congratulating them on their victory. And that, as you might already have guessed, is the reason African starlings are so brilliantly, brightly colored. It's why there are glossy violet-black starlings, shiny blue and green starlings, violet and yellow starlings, and starlings with splashes of red and orange on their bodies. It's also why each and every African starling carries at least one patch of black on his or her body to remind them of their fellow starlings, the ones who gave their all in the great battle against the shrieking locust swarm. Thank you for listening to Flying Colors, a short story by Angela Mackworth Young, 
Read for you by myself, Eddie Gutegi. If you enjoyed the story, please follow the link in the description to donate five pounds or five dollars to Geneco to support their COVID prevention efforts in Nigeria. and I am the co-founder and CEO of Jinko. What you hear is the sound of women in the town of Enugu celebrating the opening of a new maternity center that Jinko built so that they can receive the high quality care they deserve during pregnancy. Jinko's mission is to save and transform lives in Africa. As COVID-19 takes fatal hold in Nigeria, we are proud to be one of the few charities fighting the pandemic at the grassroots level. We are donating tens of thousands of gloves, face masks, soap, sanitizer, and disinfectant to hundreds of nurses and traditional birth attendants. We are also training these heroic frontline healthcare workers on how to protect themselves, their pregnant patients, and newly delivered babies from the virus. Your donation of $5 or five pounds makes all of this work possible. Thank you for helping us to keep these beautiful songs alive. Keep